0: for stopping by another live episode of real estate titans i'm your host greg fowler traveling throughout the marketplace interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field from realtors lenders builders developers residential or commercial essentially gathering insight inspiration what really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what i'd like to consider a real estate titan our very special guest and Future Type of Day, Susan Warden. Susan, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate you. Absolutely, great, uh, yeah. I, I'm really excited about this one. I know there's a lot of buzz and anticipation to just dive in, really get to know you as a person, as a professional, the impact that you've had on the community. Uh, I'm really stoked about it. So Thank you, um, thank you. But, it's good uh, to be here. Yeah, let's just dive in if you're okay. Yeah, sure,
1: absolutely. Uh,
0: so tell everybody a little bit about yourself
1: little bit about me all right fourth generation coloradan um so native times uh, a lot actually uh grew up in broomfield colorado um went to colorado state university in fort collins uh graduated from csu with a degree in um, speech communications with an emphasis in radio and tv so i have been a uh, this is my second career real estate is so i've done radio and tv for over a couple of decades still do radio right now Been in real estate going into my sixth year. Mm -hmm. My mom has been an agent for over 40 years up in the North area, so she was one of the very first female agents asked to be in uh, RE-MAX in 1976. So. It's been kind of a cool process. I never thought I wanted to be a realtor because my mom was always one, but uh, here I am. And uh, and loving it. I love I love it.
0: That's a that's a huge background. I want to dive a little bit deeper into <laughs> Was that
1: enough? Yeah, there,
0: there, there was enough <laughs> Did in I do there. Something
1: to work with? That, that was it. Okay. Uh, I think good, that's
0: great. I, I do want to, to discuss the the radio and television sure. before we dive into the real estate. So Absolutely. initially, what was your thought to get involved in that field?
1: Oh, I wanted to be a DJ since I was a little kid. Okay. So when I was younger, I used to record um Kvpi at night. That was my rock station growing up and i would record steve cooper who was the nighttime dj and i would play back his top eight at eight i would pretend i was him he was my idol uh, one day, I eventually um, took over his shift because he got moved to another station. And I took over his spot, which was really surreal to me. So, um, my mom wanted me to go into TV, and so of course I went into radio because we <laughs> always spite our mothers and what we want. And I didn't want to hey wear mom. makeup. <laughs> I didn't want to dress nice. So I was like, radio is where it is. So, uh, no, no. Um, I interned at a, at KTCL when I was up in Fort Collins. Uh, at that time, it was in Fort Collins. Now it's down here in the uh, in the tech center. Okay. But um, and then did radio for many years. I was at KTCL for quite a long time. Time, worked at KBPI for um, nine years, did the middays, and then had the opportunity. I also worked at KOA at eight at eight fifty KOA. I was the first um, full time female sports reporter for them. Then eventually, made my mom happy and went into TV and did sports broadcasting and TV for thirteen years. Unbelievable! Sir. And now I'm back in radio at the Fox doing middays on the classic rock station here in Denver. That
0: yeah, what 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 was your preference into the two? So obviously, radio and TV. I mean, do you have a, a love-hate relationship either way? Do you, um, do you have a preference? Good question.
1: Because I love both of them. um But being back in radio made me realize how much I missed radio, and I love music. I love the talk radio aspect of things. So, but I really love. I mean, my my original love was music. I love music, music, music. But I also love sports. So to be able to you know do something with music do something with sports was really really fun and and in tv i got to go do so many cool things i mean i went on loca- i mean I, I went to two super bowls i went to the vancouver olympics for a month i went to the world series when the rockies were in the world series i went to the frozen 4 with du i mean unbelievable opportunities that i was able to do mm. but i also worked a lot and i had two little kids and a husband and so i sacrificed a lot hence the reason i got into real estate was to have kind of that life career change where I needed to take back control of my life, my schedule, and um, when that happened, when I told the uh, TV station I wasn't gonna be coming back, the radio station contacted me and said, will you come back to radio? And I was like, wait a minute, I'm trying to build up my my real estate career. And they said, no, 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 we'll make it really easy. And so it's been wonderful. I've been back at iHeartMedia now for, um, I guess, years wow. and um, and it's been awesome so okay. it's been fun it's been a good they've been able to allow me to balance uh, being a full-time real estate agent mm-hmm. and and still being on the air and doing my thing there
0: okay so that and that was beautiful you know insight into that background too but let's go into so, so the real estate side and you already addressed that with you know your family yeah and, and that sort of thing but what was the what was the initial push and the thought process in your progression to career for these past six years in real estate? Mm-hmm. I mean, what was really that driving force to get you in and then, you know, what was your progression of your career?
1: Um, well my mom always said she wanted me to be in real estate. Sure. So do I mean every we had lunch every month every year on her birthday and my birthday, January and, and June. And oh, awesome. every time we get together, you should be in real estate. And I was like, Mom, I love what I'm doing, you know, I love T V, love this, love that. Sure. Um but there were just a couple of instances um where I really felt like um I had no control over my schedule and I was going to do things and really sacrificing time with my family. Uh-huh. And that's where I just realized I I need to make sure that I'm taking care of, of me and my family. I want to spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. And as they got older, you know, when they were little kids, yes it's important to be with them. But sure. I found that as they were teenagers, it was so much more important to mm-hmm. spend time. Do the carpool, get to know the friends, and, and we have great relationships. And, and I mean, bless, we're you know, knock on wood, we have amazing kids. We've got a, a son up at Colorado State now that's a freshman, and a girl that's a junior okay. uh, at Highlands Ranch High School. And and you know, a lot of it's been we've been around a lot. And I volunteer for a lot of stuff at school. Um, you know, I do PA for the football games. I do. I mean, I'm when I get in, I get in, Greg. Okay. So it's yeah. I, you'll you'll learn that about me here. For so sure. it's I don't just kind of do things halfway. And so that was really the. Um, I knew I could do it. I didn't know kind of how to start it. I knew I had a great mentor with my mom. Okay. So that was huge that I knew any question I had, I could call her and she's probably had that same question fifty times because she's been in the business for so long. Right. So so it it helped a lot to know that I had somebody who I could call all the time. I had a wonderful managing broker as well. So when I went through real estate school I did interview with different agencies, I told my mom, I said, I'm not just going to go to Remax Alliance because that's where you are. I'm going to do my due diligence, and I got together with two other companies, and then Remax Alliance offered me a great deal, and she's like, they gave you that deal. And so, yeah, no well, you know, <laughs> negotiator. <know. You know? laughs> you know? Yeah. Great. So, so we're in the same, um, you know, she's Remax Alliance Westminster, I'm in the Tech Center. We aren't partners together, okay. but we refer people back and forth just because geographically it makes sense. She's up north, I'm south, and and it works really, really well, and. and and I've given her a lot of tools throughout this time because I've made these checklists. I'm, I'm technology-wise a little bit further ahead with some of the documents and things like that. She'll be like, ooh, could you? Should, could we put my name on the top of that and I could use that? And I was like, sure, why not? So we really worked well with each other as far as, as that goes and kind of giving each other some ideas, marketing, and things like that. And she is she's the master. She's amazing. And she wow. has done some really, really great things throughout her career, and she's still going. She's
0: 72 and going. That's huge. Hey, yeah. mom, if you're watching. Right? Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, so I, and I, I love that you know attitude and mentality as you did your due diligence and research. And it was for the right reasons. And, and to me, I don't find a higher reason or why than family. And and that's kind of segueing to the next question is, really, Susie, what's your why? I mean, what motivates you to do what you do to the level that you do it at?
1: Right, well, I mean. It started with that for the career change, but then once I got into it, I had no idea. I had no idea you had to also be a counselor. (laughs) You pretty much become a part-time counselor to clients, which was fine. I was like, oh, wow. Because people, it's a very emotional process, buying and selling a home, and, and emotions are sky high for everyone. You have to really try and balance out okay, listen, here's probably what they're thinking. I understand where you're coming from, but here's what the other side is as well. Let's see if we can kind of figure out how to, you know, inspections, that's a, a huge thing. Um, but just kind of working with people. And, and when I worked at the TV station, I did a lot, one of my favorite things to do was do feature stories and get to know people and do cool stories about struggles or, you know, getting to know pro athletes better, things like that, and so now, and that was to a mass audience. And right. now I get to work with people, a lot of mostly my friends who I hadn't seen for years because I was working, you know, basically an overnight shift at uh, at the TV station. Sure. I had to be there at three in the morning. Oh, so so I had gosh. no social life. So I'm like, wow, now I get to see my friends and work with my friends all the time and help them with these huge financial things that are going on in their life with the house. Hmm. So that has been fun to get to like re know a lot of friends and and also family right. and then from there it's expanded because they're like, man, you did a good job and and it's, you know, Kind of grown out, and it was hard the first couple of years. I think just to get people to trust me okay. yeah. in a you know I can you know read a box score and tell you what happened in the game last night, but can I do a net proceeds sheet? Mm-hmm. You know, so just to kind of say, yeah, I can do that, and and for me to also have the confidence of yes. I can do this I know the process you know the first year was a little there's times you're like oh shoot I forgot you know I forgot to do that sorry we forgot to do our walkthrough my bad and so now I've got this crazy checklist and I don't forget those things but I think that happens to any new agent where correct you know it's just uh, it's hard to remember there are so many steps and a lot of people don't realize everything that an agent does Mm -hmm. and so I have this Killer checklist that my mom has also stolen in the meantime, but wow. that's okay. I, you know what? Well, well, it's, it's family. Good. It's Come family, on, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I really enjoyed watching, and I didn't know this would happen. And this has been a great part of, of this industry, helping people either achieve being a homeowner, especially first-time homebuyers. That's mm-hmm. wonderful. I love doing that. Wow or getting into a you know a new neighborhood and all of a sudden their entire family dynamic changes because now they've got different neighbors and they have the community pool and they're like, this is so, our life is completely changed because we're in this house. Wow. And it's like, you know, just doing those little things and, and helping people get to different places, um, you know, or they've invested in their home and they've paid on it for a long time and then they realize this great gain and now they're going to Arizona to retire. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, helping them get to the next, page or chapter of their life has been very fulfilling and very cool. I love that.
0: I think that's huge and if everybody out there who's actually paying attention to this and you know the subscribers and the love and support, if you're feeling the energy that's coming (laughs) through the camera right now through Susie, it's fantastic. You can obviously tell you're passionate about what you do and you love who you represent in the marketplace and what you're accomplishing. I love the fact that you Uh, showcase a little bit of vulnerability at the beginning of your career at least sharing with everybody that look you know we all start somewhere and even with your uh, personality um, your charisma and energy that you have and and the well-known nature of your your brand right you still had to work at the beginning right and go through the struggles and yeah
1: and build up the confidence to know that okay yes i can do this i you know because because i've done the radio and TV thing for so long, and sure. everyone's like, oh, you know, I love watching you, you you know, you, you, I, I mean, I make mistakes, but you try you get to where you, you really are very careful about the things that you say, you check your facts, you do this, you do that. Sure. You get into a new industry, and numbers are flying all over the place and, and, and there are and, and you take classes where you hear these horror stories of people that go up in front of the commission, and you're like, oh my gosh, don't ever let that be me, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> oh, so great. you you know, you're scared to death of like all these things that could happen, so you're ultra careful. And then even still then some things slip through the track. So you all just right. you know, you do your best and, and you know, do I know everything after five and a half years in? Heck no. Does my mom know everything after 42? No, we never know because things are always changing. You know, we have a brand new contract in 2019, and now we've got to change. You know, lead-based paint is different, and there's you know, everybody's like, oh God, now I got to get used to new different things. And you're trying to explain to clients you're like, but it wasn't like this a week ago. So hold on, let me get this going, and <laughs> so, we'll get yeah. it figured out.
0: Yeah. I love that. There's a, there's an adage that the, the only thing consistent in this life and in this world is change. Yeah. I mean that it's constantly changing. I mean the real estate transaction is no different, and yeah. life is no different. So I think that you got to have the right people on your side to really guide you <laughs> through that process and and uh, you know that's just really huge stuff now let's go into the advisory portion because i think this is a great segue into that mm-hmm. a lot of the viewers of this particular series they really want to know what the titans are doing to grow their business um, how they've the success whether it was a long stand career or a shorter time frame uh, so susie if you could look back at your career thus far mm-hmm. pick or choose maybe one or two things you added to your business that took it from one level to the next what does that look like for you
1: so One of the most important things that I did, and I started doing this, um, I think it was two years ago, three years ago maybe, um, where I, at the end of the year, looked back at my entire line of business for that year and I wrote down, how did I each get each transaction? Uh Was it a referral? Was it a, and the last two years, it's been about 90% referrals. So I thought, okay, why am I farming my neighborhood where I have lived for now 19 years, um, and I do know a lot of people in there, but I got zero from farming the neighborhood, Zero. nothing, nothing. So, and I know you have to do it for a very long time, but I thought, okay, I'm wasting my money mm. sending out postcards to the, to just, you know, it's like cold calling with postcards. Correct. To, no, so I thought That's I the, need to focus on the people I know because that is where all of my business is coming from. Mm. And so I do that. I. Um, I send out, um, I, ha- I do HomeBot, which is a you know lending kind of program. Mm-hmm. I do that every single month as far as an email goes, completely hands-off. You can partner up with a lender and do that for Love not very much a month, like 25 bucks a month is all I pay for it. Okay. And then um, I will do a nice notepad every year. I write on every notepad. I have 300 people, and I try and keep it like at 300. That seems okay. like a good amount. And so every year I'll go through, and if I'm a little above, I'll look back and say, okay, here's some people that I put on my sphere at the very beginning that I don't really know very well, I haven't talked to them in six years, I'm gonna take them off. Right. And add in those people that I know I either worked with directly or they referred me, something like that. So, okay. um, and then I do, um, I, I send out pizza cutters, I send, I do a ton of, um, not a ton of promotional stuff, okay. but I keep it to my sphere. And I send out good stuff that they use, I mean, these pizza cutters that I send out, people tell me all the time, like, can I get another one? Because my, my one is always in the dishwasher because oh, the kids wow. are using it to cut the quesadillas. They're using and, and my logo. there's my logo, you know, getting all over the counter and it's in the dishwasher. Every time they empty the dishwasher, there's my name. Love it
0: every pizza night everybody has that's exactly. at least once a week let's well, be real you
1: can use these things to cut literally anything or they're they're awesome and people are like oh these are great i love them and so i have ones you know i went to csu so i have ones that have they're green and they say go rams on the back oh, so anybody great. that has a csu tie i send them that yeah. the only place i do farm that i have had great success with is the kids high school okay because i am so involved i'm on a lot of committees my daughter does palms I'm on the after-prom committee, I am involved with the basketball and football teams as far as sponsorships go, but that's because my dollars that go to that also benefit the programs and the schools. I advertise in the school newspaper because I was a speech communication major, so the journalism part of it. So I have things that are very important to me personally as far as journalism and sports, and so I give them money, name goes up there but the money isn't just going to you know grab leads somewhere and go to somebody's bottom line it's going to a bottom line with a program and then parent and what's funny I thought I would get more parents Mm -hmm. that would contact me I get teachers and once you get in with the teachers it's like a lot of industries if you get in tight with a group all of a sudden and so I've had multiple teachers and also recommendations from teachers Mm -hmm. some of the administration when new teachers come in they're like call Susie she'll help you out and I'm like gosh this is I I had no idea I thought it would be people in the community parents of students that would see stuff but it's been the um, the people that work at the school which has been wonderful but they see me there all the time they know I help out they know that you know I'm genuinely you know a a proponent of the school and and so they support me as well which
0: is great Uh, I, I think that first of all there's tons of information there, yes. so hopefully everybody's <laughs> writing that down i mean r- rewind this. listen to it if you're listening to it, the podcast if you get to this point but i think that the, there's so much great information it's talking about really being real and genuine in your mm-hmm. nature be passionate about what you do don't just don't just be a part of a group or, or support an advertising campaign that doesn't mean anything to you right. you're involved in the school you're involved with your kids that makes sense and, and um, i think that. What i like to consider it as a multimedia campaign because you're physically involved you're physically there right and you're spending the money for good causes that's going to reciprocate that way i think that's intelligent there's so many professionals out there that just dump money everywhere and they hope that it works out but they're not really being effective if you're not physically in front of somebody marketing and advertisement to me is is a waste if you're not really utilizing what true nature of business is to people Mm -hmm. this is a people business shaking hands getting involved in community face-to-face meetings that's never going to be replaced with a TV ad or a billboard spot. Right. Right. It all comes together to work. So obviously you're this is living proof right here. You're doing it the right way and it actually yeah. works out. But there's, works. They're strategically looking at it and being true, I think, is, is huge in nature. So again, hopefully you wrote that down. That was huge, huge, huge advice. So Susie, this is um, going into the next question, when it comes down to it, this is always the tricky one. Mm-hmm. A lot of professionals and consumers that watch this, they really get a deeper knowledge of that feature tightened through the challenge question. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all deal with challenges in our life. No one's exempt, whether it's in the past, now, or in the future. Um, it's not so much what happens, but how we respond. Right. It truly makes a difference and separates. So, if you were comfortable sharing <laughs> something that you dealt with in your life that you overcame, became stronger because of it. Right. What's that look like for you?
1: Uh, well, it's funny you ask that. I, I keynote speak a lot, and so okay. I talk about challenges and and how you react to things. It's all about how you know you get you can get knocked down, but it's how you get back up is is the difference there. So, I've got a lot of examples in my life. Okay. Um, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, but there but but it is it's how i mean and i tend to resort to humor a lot of times because that's one of those things that i do and our family does that and that's kind of how i've grown up is is in that realm but at the time things that weren't very funny um when i was first working at uh ktcl i was filling in on a midday shift and um you know i thought i was all hot stuff because i'm filling in for Mm -hmm. mary moses here i am i get this phone call um, I don't know if you're familiar with the band Susie and the Banshees, a band from the 80s. Not, That's okay. That's somebody that we played at KTCL. They sure. were in town that night, I have, I'll probably the Ogden or Bluebird or something like that. And I have some guy call me on the phone and he says, Hey, I just want to let you know that the Susie and the Banshees show got canceled tonight. The lead singer's got laryngitis. I was like, Oh, hey, thanks for letting me know. Appreciate it. Hang up the phone, open up the mic at the next song break and say, Just you know, so you know, uh, the show's canceled tonight for Susie and the Banshees. Uh, lead singer has laryngitis. Uh, don't know anything about, you know, ticket refunds, things like that, but just keep listening. Sure. Go to the next song. My boss comes in and he's like, um, what'd you just do? Oh no. And I'm like, Well, I got this phone call and he goes, Who was it? And I said, That's a great question. I have no idea who no, called me. Susie. And he said, Barry Faye is on the phone. Barry Faye was the concert promoter here in the seventies, eighties and nineties. He said, Barry Faye just called me and said, You canceled the show tonight because the singer has laryngitis and he said, That is not true and i i thought i was gonna lose my job i had just barely been there and this is my dream job you know working in radio um so i went back on the air you know hey my apologies it's on you know and i mean every break i had after that i talked about how the show was on you know because they were you know every concert depends on walk-ups if it's not sold out so if you have somebody saying that it's sold out or that it's canceled
0: Nobody's going to walk up
1: and try yeah. to get in there. And so um, he said, you know, he and, and my boss at that time, big, huge, burly guy, uh-huh. teddy bear of a guy, but if he came in mad, it was bad news. Right. And, and, you know, I was like, I mean, I don't even make any money there. And he said, you know, Barry's, Barry said you're going to have to make up, uh, you know, whatever ticket sales they lose. And I'm like, okay. I... I'll never get a paycheck for the right. next year if I do that because I'm making like 5.25 <laughs> $5 an hour. Um, and I wait wow. tables at me and POTS and I am oh my gosh, I can't pay my bills. And mm-hmm. so it was fine. Um, I ended up the next day I came in, talked to my GM, Stu, and I thought I was gonna get fired. Mm-hmm. And, he about, and he said that, he said, I, I should fire you. Because wow. that, I mean, and, and really it was, I, I did no fact checking. I did nothing. And so I learned very early on in my radio career, you always fact check, you always, you know, there's two sides to every story. You don't just take something as it comes. And um, so I learned a hard lesson from that, which proved to be very good. And I, you know, and I do the same thing with my kids. I'm like, okay, just because you hear something, doesn't mean it's true and now I mean gosh that was 1993 yeah. you know now you have social media you have so many people that say things and people are cruel and not that people weren't cruel back then because obviously that was a cruel trick somebody oh, played on me yes, I was like was. I'm sure he was listening and going ha, "Ha got her oh, stupid chick no. um, but yeah so there was a I mean but there's things like that I look back down I'm like oh and, and I tell the story in my keynotes and people laugh and I'm like it is funny now right then I was 23, and I thought I was done. Yeah. And I thought Barry Fay was gonna eat me for lunch, which he could've, you know, because he was the mogul for concerts, and I was like, I'll never have a career. Right.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, to, to me, yes. Is that a good challenge? It is, okay. and looking back on it, I, I see the humor, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this happened, and everything's working out. and. Obviously, that person was playing a prank or something was going on. And I I think that that's a good lesson for everybody to learn in life. And and there is so much data and so much information that's spit out. Even now, more so than ever, as you mentioned with social media and the digital age, um, just do your due diligence. Yes.
1: Um, And oh, and I mean, that is in our business over and over again. It's like you can't just take, you know, you're entitled. Yeah, it's a, there's a title policy that says this, but you know you gotta read it. Don't just Correct. It's not just an email that comes through. It's like no, you need to read this, and there are exceptions at the bottom, and I want you to look at that. And oh, look at your name matches some guy that owes a whole bunch of money. Let's get that figured out. Okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, really checking out the details in, yes. in real estate and, and in life and in most businesses and professionals that are watching this, it is all about the details. Yes. Just taking Absolutely. the time. I, I think that's it, Brett. Crazy story. I mean, that's that's All awesome. I had to do
1: was like make one phone call to the promoter and say, hey, I just got a call. Was that you guys? True. I mean, I didn't even get the guy's name that called me. I just took it at face value, opened up the mic,
0: and canceled the show. Unreal. Yeah. Did you ever find out who it was? Oh, no. no. Oh, I was just no. curious. You I know, would know. love to have known oh. who it was. And I've right, told right. the story <laughs>
1: enough. Maybe someday that <laughs> person will surface
0: and be like, Sue, I called you this one day. And yeah. uh, just <laughs> so you know. did it. I thought it was great. <laughs> That was me. It wasn't great for me at the time. Mm -hmm. A life lesson, though. A valuable life lesson. So, uh, thanks for sharing. It's not easy to do. You know, struggles, things like that, changes that happen. But it is something for everybody, myself included, to learn out there. So let's go into a slightly softer question. Sure. Which comes down to it, and this is actually one of my favorites. It's the travel back in time scenario. Right. So, if you could travel back in time, any age range, and give young Susie a piece of advice, what would you say to yourself?
1: Um... It's a great question. Um, I probably would say to um, you know keep going for your goals. You know, I mean, I have done everything that I have set out to do. I've I've been there. I mean, I, when I was younger, I thought I would be in. I could just be done and go to heaven if I worked at KVPI someday. Wow. I did that when I was 26. Huh. Start, you know, and so I'm like, okay, now I'm at KvPI. What's next? You know, yeah. and then it was working at a sports talk radio station. Um, and then it was, well, let me get into TV. I mean, I didn't think, you know, and then I'm at nine news at the top you know, station in Denver. Wow. So I get the, you know, so everything that I've been able to, to look for and then I'm like, okay, so now what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in my forties and I've just thought I'd hit the pinnacle of where I wanted to be, but I think there's more. There so yeah. so I think it would just be, you know, keep going. Mm-hmm. Don't think that that's your, your end all to end all because who knows when you get there? I mean, I got there way faster than I ever thought I would, but sure. doors, I was always prepared. I, you know, um, luck is when hard work meets opportunity. And so I'd always worked hard to make sure that I was ready for when that opportunity came. Wow. So I don't think it's luck. It was, I was i was ready for it and, and a door opened up and there, there I was. So, you know, just to always, and I, you know, I think young Susie kind of knew that, you mm-hmm. know, I always, and, and it was one of those things where I always hung out with guys I was mm. a people ask well, what sports you play in high school and I'm like well I didn't I was a trainer for the football team the basketball team and the track team and that's how I was around oh. sports all the time wow. and I thought I don't get along with women I just really happen to get along with men very very well sure. and it's worked out well and it bode well for me later on because I've been in industries that have been predominantly um men right. except for now real estate sure. used to be predominantly men when my mom got in but yeah. now it's really flipped and there's a, a lot of women that are in here but um I just I don't know it's it's I, I never – people people have asked me, like, oh, man, how hard was it, you know, to be in a male-dominated industry? And I'm like, it really wasn't. And my mom went into real estate wanting to have a – she wanted to start working. It right. was, you know, she had her two kids, and she's like, all right, let me start working. And she got into real estate, and it wasn't like, a, I'm a woman, I'm going to get into Remax, and I'm going to show all those guys what I am. She just, she just did it. And I did it because that's what I wanted to do, and I never even thought about it. I tell people, I'm like, I didn't go into the sports department with all guys and go – yeah you're all gonna respect me i but, got your number yeah, yeah yeah i know more than you yeah. oh yeah because i did it mm-hmm. and so i just always knew my stuff i had a we have mutual respect for each other i never have i've never had any man talk down to me mm-hmm. act like i wasn't good enough to be in the industry and so you know i feel i'm proud of the fact that i have built up that you know respect factor and and um and it's worked very well and 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 then to bring it into real estate, that was an, that was a good challenge to be able to bring it into a different industry as well. Sure. And especially following in footsteps of my mom who had just said these, you know, people are like, Ooh, man, you have big shoes to fill. I'm like, Well, I am not filling them. She's right. doing her own thing still. Different shoes. Totally different shoes. Yeah, yeah. yeah but uh, you know, I will not disappoint her
0: legacy. I'll mm-hmm. do my best. I, I- I love that, and I think that that's, that's amazing advice to look at, not just for young Susie, but everybody who's watching, myself included. I think that you had mentioned the hard work or preparation meets opportunity meets mm-hmm. luck. Um, I find that to be extremely truthful. I mm-hmm. mean, you, nothing was handed to you. Uh, you no. have worked and gone through and known and, and really pushed that envelope to get in the positions that you're in yeah. to do what you do in your life and your career. You know, as you mentioned, in hitting 40, this sort of thing, I mean, this is, this is not... The, the pinnacle I mean it's interesting careful what you wish for right. right I want this and I'm gonna go for it I'm gonna work for it and then it's here now and you're there and you're like Ooh, okay. well now what right yeah. so I mean I mean I think that's something for everybody to to aspire to and that's right. inspirational to a lot of people out there it's just really uh, you know look out for those goals what you really want out of life forget what other people say and just go after it yeah but huh. be prepared to know that if you really work hard and you do have those goals and you're set and you do what you need to do reverse engineer that out here's the goal here are the steps I need to take and you do it and you get it be prepared to be pushing yourself further and further in oh, life. Yeah. You know? and Absolutely. I, I find that to be a very commonality between a lot of the real estate titans that are featured on this series is, there's a heavy level of motivation, mm-hmm. uh, work ethic, determination, confidence. Yeah. All of you exude those things, but there's a knowledge basis based off of that. You're not just flying by the seat of your pants, and other people that are watching this know that you are a professional in what you do, and you're constantly learning, constantly growing. And right. as you stated earlier, yourself and your mom, Everybody should be learning and growing because it's changing. Yes. So I I, I think this is great. I mean, that's that's huge advice. Um, thank you so much for sharing that, Absolutely. so let's go into the uh, one of the actual favorite questions for the audiences out there, it's the feeding of the mind question because mm-hmm. so many professionals want to know what the titans are feeding their minds. Right. How are they growing? How are they being innovative and stepping in front of their competitors and really keeping it that way? So, um, I always mention, you know, books you're reading, podcasts you're listening to, influencers and social media or coaches, sure. what are you feeding your mind?
1: Um, don't read a lot of books don't have a lot of time to read a lot of books one that i did read though is um larry kendall's ninja selling from the group and and the ninja selling book was a game changer for me i have not yet taken his ninja course i need to i was supposed to in november and wasn't able to and um and i've met with larry i've been up to fort collins and and had coffee with him and he's just he's amazing and it was and i think that's also what kind of prompted me to really hyper focus on my people and um you know and then the people that those people know and just his whole philosophy and, and kind of the conversations you have with people, and so if you have not read his book, it's it's a must read. It, it really is because that was a that was a game changer for me. Okay. Um, other than that, I try and and I'd like to think that I could get into podcasts like TED Talks and things like that, and I just don't. Okay. <laughs> but I'm, okay. A, I'm a runner, I'm a biker, I do marathons, I do a lot of ultra events, and so I spend a lot of time with headphones in as far as training goes. Okay. And so I do listen to podcasts, but I tend to do um, Dan Patrick shows so I can stay up on sports. Okay. So I do that in the mornings. Uh, the Adam Carolla Show. I've always loved Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew, so I sure. do the Adam Carolla Show. Sometimes Joe Rogan. Um, if I can't, you know, so I try and find podcasts that are like an hour, hour and a half because I do some very, well, my long runs that I do on Sundays when I'm getting ready for a marathon. I need okay. those. I, I don't want to be stopping and changing things over. And so, so, and I enjoy those because I don't have to think a whole lot, but I also learn a lot about other things that are going on because I don't have time sometimes to keep up on everything because right. we are so busy. And so I keep up on what's going on with music. Um, I try and keep up on the sports as best as I can because I have my radio show where I need to have some you know, topics like that. But right. then I stay so busy with real estate sometimes and I'm like, wait, you know, you bring up your head and you're like, what happened today? Wow. I, I don't even know. And then you're like, oh, wow, uh, Trump had fast food for everybody at the White House for the Clemson team. All right. OK, cool. And then you're like, oh, whoa, everybody's freaking out about this. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so but I that's, you know, I, I have a and it goes back to the humor thing. Yeah, the sophomoric. Sometimes and you can't. Sometimes there can be just be too much, and I feel like our minds get way overloaded. So if I can listen to something that makes me laugh, and you know, and I love podcasts because, and I sometimes I think I'd like to have one because yeah. you can say whatever you want to say. And Adam Carolla definitely says what he wants to say, uh-huh. and so does Joe Rogan so for that sure, matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so because we always joke, you know, I do, I've done shows with Dave Logan for a very long time, who's mm-hmm. a, um, on the air at Koa. And we always joke, we're like, man, if people heard us during the commercial breaks, they would be shocked at Behind, our behind so, the scenes, everybody. Yeah, so I'm amazed that I have never dropped any kind of a cuss word mm-hmm. when a mic has been on. Sure. Um, then I think, man, that'd be fun to have a podcast. But then I'm like, but then would it ruin my, you know, uh, not that I have this pristine reputation like oh, anything. Because people that know me outside of it, they're like, whoa, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, so, it. but... Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I listen to um, and okay. what I
0: do. And there, there's a lot in there. I think it's great, you know, you're feeding your mind, but then you're also entertaining, and, and you're you're really expanding different parts of your brain, which if it's only just strictly business or motivational, um, there's you're only working really one side of your entire capacity. So I think right. that it's great to have a lighter side, whether it's fiction or humor or whatever's going on. Uh, and whether it is books physically or podcasts or audible, however you're doing it, I think that's great. And um, you should have a podcast, just on, on a separate <laughs> note. I think that that'd be awesome. I would definitely subscribe. They want us
1: to do them all the time, and I heard they're like, anybody wants to do a podcast, you know, they'll, they'll give us the, I have the platform that I could do it on, I just, I don't know, maybe someday.
0: You should. I mean, I'm a big advocate yeah. of it. That was the big, you know, proponent for this particular show. It right. was about six months in, everybody's like, look, right? I love the show, watch it every, you know, every Wednesday morning or Saturday morning with my breakfast, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of windshield time. There's a lot of Oh, yeah. On so I converted this over to podcasts and, and you know, That's iTunes, great. Spotify, you know, I all love all the different- podcasts.
1: Yeah, I- they're becoming huge. It's It's the big thing right now.
0: You should do it. It is. So you heard it here first. <laughs> Folks, everybody, you know, Susie's going to have one shortly sometime. Yeah, later. right? Uh, so, okay, that was great. And just so everybody knows, as always, I'm going to have all those listed down below in the comments so you can follow and feed your mind the same way that Susie is doing. So, Susie, this has been full of amazing information, chock full of so much takeaways for everybody out here who's watching. Oh, good, thank um, you. So I want to wrap this whole thing with one final question. Mm-hmm. And this really comes down to if you could sum up your brand, you as a person, a professional, in the community with a quote or a mantra that you might live by, Mm -hmm. what does that look like for Susie Woodman?
1: Oh, another good question, Greg. Um, So I don't have like a, I like a lot of different quotes. Mm -hmm. Um, My thing for 2019 was um, I had read something from uh, Clint Hurdle, who's the manager for the Pittsburgh Pirates who used to be here with the Colorado Rockies. He puts out a couple of emails every day. One is usually spiritually based. The other one is um, kind of motivationally based. And one of them that he put out just before the new year was, coming up with one word and he said that they they have everybody come up with one word they all write it on baseball at the beginning of spring training and they talk about their one word all the players do and that's what they use for the year and so I was like okay one word and so I started looking up one word mantras for Mm -hmm. you know because if you get these big ones sometimes it's hard to to remember it sure you know (laughs) so I'm like one word I can remember that so I've actually come up with two words um and, and my two words for this year are respect and also focus. And the respect, I felt like, I kinda connected with that one because I think there's, um and, and, and somebody, they're like, well, respect, you know, you respect everybody. Like, I, they don't, they're like, you're not disrespectful. And I said, no, it was, it's not so much about me being respectful, but being respectful of people's time, mm. um, you know, people's situations. Uh, just kind of be, and, and, and patience can kind of go hand in hand with respect, I think, sure. where that's listening, and, and something I've, you know, a lot of people aren't very good at. I had to learn how to be good at You're very good at it. Mm-hmm. When you are interviewing people, you have to listen. Otherwise, you don't know what your next question's gonna be, or <laughs> they know you're not even listening to the person, because you haven't even asked anything based on their last answer. So you've Great. done a very good job of that. Oh, right? Anyway, I've thank been you. dissecting your interviewing oh, skills. No, I'm just kidding. This <laughs> is a stamp <laughs> of approval, everybody. That means a lot.
0: Jeez. Yeah, just no, but
1: it's true, and, and and as agents, oh my gosh, we have to listen. Because our, our clients are, people that have concerns and fears and, and, and if you aren't listening to them and respecting their opinion and respecting what they think, um, we're doing them a disservice. So respect is one of them, okay. focus is the other because um, as you probably guessed, I have my hands in a lot of things mm-hmm. and I do a lot of stuff. And I used to think that I could multitask like the best multitasker ever. I found that multitasking Makes you do a worse job at everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm focusing, and so I try and do, I, if I can time block my day, I time block into twenty minute tw- time blocks, and I'll say, okay, for this twenty minutes, I'm working on my, you know, my real estate emails. For this twenty minutes, my personal emails. For this twenty minutes, I'm gonna go put away Christmas decorations and get up and walk, or you know, or something like that, to where I'm trying to be, because then I tend to like, I keep, you know too many tabs open on my computer at one time. Sure. So so then I answer a bunch of emails and I'm like, let me see what Twitter's doing. And so I go around and I'm like, no, 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 get off of Twitter, <laughs> you know, so, and it's hard because then you start jumping around and then, and then all of a sudden you're commenting and you're doing this and you're like, oh, there's one of my time block that I was wow. gonna use for this because I think I'm a good multitasker, but you're not. And so if you can you, do yourself a favor and, and, you know, focus. And so I'm really trying to
0: respect and focus. Those are my two for 2019. I love that. I, I, I truly, I think it sums up. And they make bracelets with one-word mantras on there, so I'm looking at getting some little bracelets. So, so that's going to happen, everybody. And if you're looking for a fun gift for Susie, that, that might be a good I, idea. Yes. Um, I, I think that that's a beautiful way and, and a note to take away for everybody here is, is literally living by those by those mantras that we all have. And there's some great advice inside there, again, mm-hmm. not just for you and how you live your life, but for everybody who's, who's watching. You know. Uh, jack of all trades, master of none, yes. really how it kind of throws down. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in that. Really just know what you're doing and time block. And, and a lot of people throw time blocking, I think it really is personal management, not so much time mm-hmm. management. Yeah. So however you want to break it down, whatever works for everybody out there, just take a lot of this advice to heart and really go after it. So. Susie, this has been amazing. Thank you. Thanks again so much. This is super compelling. So, you're an official real estate Titan. I just want to shake Yay, your hand. Yay. All and, right. You know, thank you. <laughs> and thanks again. And as to everybody, thank you so much for your time and attention, your love and support. Please don't forget to subscribe. Uh, take a look at the podcast as well. or I should say, take a listen. Um, check us out on YouTube and Facebook as well. But uh, as always, we'll be live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon. A different Titan, a different location. We'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.